people come to wellness and spirituality from states of suffering, right? Usually, it's typical for people to experience immense suffering and that be the, the sort of catalyst to propel them into taking more care with themselves, right? Usually, things have gotten so bad and depressive and anxious and horrible that you have enough space, or rather, (laughs) you've experienced enough suffering that space is created for something else. That old adage, you know, you're doing the same thing over and over again, the shit ain't working. That's an opening. For a lot of you listening to this, that opening was a crack in your sort of egoic obsession, your egoic facade that you had wrapped around yourself, right? And for a lot of you, what came in, what you became aware of was a sort of transcendent perspective. You go, oh, man, I transcended my ego. Oh, there's so much more here. For others, it was in, the suffering was enough for you to seek help, to go find something, whatever, whatever. But here's the thing. That context, the context that the suffering was the catalyst... When that happened for many of you, you suffered enough that you finally gave up thinking that you knew anything and you decided to to maybe get help or you had an experience that said, okay, maybe there's something else here. That context will almost inevitably create a sort of pleasure obsession because unconsciously for many of us, What has happened is you've gone from immense suffering to something else, something that the sort of mind judges as good, as pleasurable, and we start seeking that. We start chasing that. This is usually the phase in the awakening, in the wellness journey where positive thinking plays a big role. For some, for some, it it could be the catalyst to the suffering when they realize that positive thinking doesn't really work out. <laughs> Trying to think positively is good for a bit, and then you crack up. Sadhguru quote, probably one of my favorites, because <laughs> it's a bar. If you have yet to experience the failure of trying to think positively, I invite you to investigate that for yourself. Because to think positively, right, that's a pleasure-seeking function. I feel bad, so how do I get good, right? How do I feel good? That sort of push and pull has landed you smack dab right back in the realm of egoic functioning. 
now you're just doing it from a higher, more sort of spiritual level, right? Now it's now you've got all kinds of new tools to deceive yourself. Your mind's nice and expanded so you can dive balls deep into any delusion and justify it. This book says so. Uh, I don't know if it did. This teacher said to think, but I don't know if they did. I'm only saying that because I invite you to go back and look at maybe some of your older, uh, because you know you all go through little phases, you know, oh, I like this teacher, no, I don't fuck with that teacher, oh, I like this book, oh, that book's not for me. Go back and look at those books that you were like, oh, that's not for me. Look at them now, from the consciousness you were at now, you can maybe see what they were trying to get at, but you were a little too closed off to see, you were too caught up in your sort of own egoic delusion to see what that teacher, what that book was pointing towards. Maybe you took it a bit too literally. I invite everybody to do this. <laughs> this isn't pointing to like a universality of truth. Maybe there was some problems with what the fuck you were getting at, but uh, maybe there wasn't. But let's get on to it. What I wanted to talk about today is becoming aware of pleasure. Becoming aware when you are experiencing pleasure. And noticing the desire to grasp at it. And also to grasp for more. I had this meditation and it was fire. Let me tell you, I like transcended, man. My whole body, I was floating. It was amazing. Judgments, judgments, grasping more and more, pleasure seeking, right? It's a trap. When you're first learning those, those early meditations, those foundational meditations, and the teacher is telling you not to attach to any thought, any emotion that shows up, they're not saying only don't attach to the good, to the bad thoughts, right? They're not saying just ignore the bad thoughts, right? They're pointing at a sort of divine ground of which all of those experiences arise and descend into. But if we want to give it a name which is, of course, just an arrow. Again, a direction, right? It's a, it's a sort of non-judgmental space. There's nothing really there. It's not saying good or bad. These things are just all showing up in the awareness of you. When we apply those sort of judgmental framings, though, to the meditation itself, we're right back in, we're right back in the shenanigans, right? We're right back in the obsessive, pleasure-seeking, man, that meditation wasn't as good as that other one. And that doesn't stop there, does it? Some of you felt it. Some of you was like, ah, oh, damn, here it goes. <laughs> right? Because after that, what happens? You go into your life and you're like, oh, I'm really spiritual now. Look how good I am. I got to feel good all the time. That's what it means to be spiritual. That's what it means when I know that I'm doing it right. 
You're trying to be correct. You're using spiritual concepts to feel good when what we're really doing is deluding ourselves. Bypassing the totality of the experience so that we can achieve some imagined pleasurable state. Usually, what happened in the past, right, to facilitate the thing that we're sort of attaching to, the pleasure, the bliss, the ecstasy, whatever it is, from a spiritual practice perspective, you got out of your way. You stopped reaching, grasping, right? Maybe you sat long enough, <laughs> right? And you weren't trying to achieve anything, and then all of a sudden it's like, oh, oh. But a lot of the time, those experiences are so massive, so intense, that the, the ego wants to wrap around them and say, this is it. pleasurable experience was just a byproduct of existing as it is, right? As you are, without attaching or, or trying to do anything, simply being here now, right? There is a sort of type of good feeling that naturally arises when we are not so self-conscious, when you're not obsessive, when you're not on yourself incessantly, when you're just kind of dealing with life as it is, taking life on directly without adding all your meanings and your overlays on top of things. Yeah, what may kind of show up there is a very pleasurable experience, but if you are constantly chasing that, if that is something that you are doing, you're going to be further and further disconnected from life. Now, instead of maybe seeking it, the pleasure, seeking the pleasure from television, drugs, people, stuff, you're seeking it from wellness, from teachers, from books, from workouts, from all the things that you're doing for your wellness. But these, all of the, I wasn't sure if I was going to talk about this on this one or another audio, but I'm going to talk about it on this one. All of the sort of spiritual tools are kind of essentially just portals. They are all opportunities for you to experience life directly, to allow your self-consciousness to fall away. They're opportunities for you to experience life outside of the realm of your constant obsessive judging, analyzing, and figuring things out. Tools like asking questions, being non-judgmental, 
dealing with, working out, maybe becoming curious about past patterns, seeing them out there, maybe some journaling. All these things are opportunities to let the obsession with the stuff out there, to let the obsession with our idea of what should be fall away completely so that you experience life without the overlay of your judgments and your ideas about what the fuck things are supposed to be. Completely open, completely curious, completely just existing. But when we divorce spirituality, wellness, whatever, from this, awareness, it will inevitably devolve into pleasure-seeking. Now look, I know these, these spiritual folks, man, they decided they got you on the door. And, and to say that a desire to experience pleasure is, is bad, or I'm not pointing towards any of that weird philosophical shit personally, right? I, I think it's, it becomes very natural to choose your experience when you aren't so self-obsessed. If that's one of pleasure, then cool, right? But what we're really pointing towards is a, a consciousness there. A consciousness of how you're choosing to exist, how you're trying to move in your life. Not just unconsciously pleasure-seeking and then tying yourself up in knots because you think that spirit has left you, whatever the that means. <laughs> I feel disconnected from spirit. I've got to go on a retreat. I've got to da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da. All of these things may be true. But where is that desire originating from? Is it from one of trying to escape the imagined suffering that's happening so that you can feel good? The reason I even made this audio was to give you a bit of a challenge, a bit of an idea to play around with. Over the next week, notice when you're feeling good. Notice when something pleasurable enters your life. And just be with it. Just be with it. Sit in the experience that's pleasurable. And notice when you try to grasp at it. It's inevitable. Maybe you're eating something and it tastes particularly delicious. Maybe you're in a meditation and your sense of self falls away and you get that nice, awesome feeling, whatever it is, right? When that happens, maybe not during the meditation, but 
take care, or maybe during the meditation, but take care to really be with that experience. Become conscious within it. Don't let it wash over you unconsciously. Really sit there. And if the ego tries to grasp at it, almost inevitably, kind of inhibit that impulse. Just be there with it. Nah, we're good. I'm just going to be here. It's been my experience that anytime something has been intensely pleasurable and I've made it a point not to grasp or seek more pleasure to add to that pleasure, I've got no choice but to settle into gratitude of this moment right now. I've got no choice but to settle into the gratitude of what is happening in front of me in this moment instead of trying to hold on to it for the future or accumulate more of this pleasure. We spend a lot of time in spiritual circles trying to escape pain, trying to figure out pain, trying to renegotiate, change stories, so on and so forth, and we do not spend enough time sitting in pleasure Becoming curious about the nature of how we react to pleasurable things. Because, ah, if it's pleasurable, it must be good. I'm chilling. We're only calling mom and dad when something goes wrong, right? It's really powerful to make it a practice to sit in your pleasure, to observe that experience within you. And really get contemplative about how that pleasure seeking has washed over your life. Another version of that, right? Another form of that is the idea of being a good person. Spiritual be means I'm trying to be a good person. I'm about to play all the hits today because I, I was going to make these all three separate, but we're, this is just going to be one thing. Right? Another way this shows up is this sort of wonky spiritual quote, air quotes idea that being spiritual means I'm nice, that I'm a good person. So many of you had some calls this week. I'm not trying to call nobody else. It'll come for me. But because you everybody said it and says it and is saying it. Every it's all of them. But in the cause, everybody's like, you know, I know what I'm supposed to do. I know I'm not supposed to be judgmental. I know I'm not supposed to. Right? Why? All of the stuff, they're gateways, they're not prescriptions for you to. Fix yourself so that you can be good. So that I can be spiritual, so that I can be good, so that my life will be good, so that pleasurable things will happen, so that good things will happen. That's a really easy way to go cuckoo. Drive yourself insane.
trying to real time sort of adjust yourself, right? Uh, when you when you're pleasure seeking and you're using quote spirituality to to be good, that's another state of neurosis. Because you're analyzing real time instead of just listening directly to what's in front of you, seeing directly what's in front of you, experiencing directly what's in front of you in this moment. You're on yourself. So if something happens with, you know, somebody, situation, whatever it is, and your first instinct is to go inward. Oh, what did I do? I know I'm not supposed to do this. Oh, my da 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 right? The obsessive kind of tick. Things like tools like relaxing, being present, aren't meant to fix you, right? They're not, they're not there to, to kind of turn you back into a good person after you've lost yourself, although that is a function that I imagine they have. There are opportunities for you to experience your life right now to, to, to be. And if in that moment you're analyzing because you think, oh, well, I know, like you're, you're, <laughs> there's this character, I'm, well, I'm not wearing the shirt, but I wore the shirt earlier. Um, there's this character, Deku, uh, from My Hero Academia, and he has this thing that he does where he's, he's analyzing, he's constantly, he's writing notes, he's constantly trying to figure things out, and they kind of have this animation where he just mutters to himself, and somebody always comes and kind of smacks him back to get back to reality. I mean, he's the MC of the show, he's the main character. But I think that's what so many of us are doing with our sort of, in our spiritual journeys. You're sitting in the corner muttering about like, okay, well, no, they said this. Okay, how do I figure out? Ooh, what did they say? Da -da 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 -da. Not knocking the tools. They're hella useful. But when you are muttering in the corner, constantly trying to figure out whether you made the right decision based on what your spiritual book, your therapist, your guru, your dot 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 said, you you're in a you're in, you're just as neurotic as anyone else, right? This is the thing. <laughs> feel like I almost inevitably have to say this disclaimer because every time I say this all of your egos shoot up and they go well am I not supposed to take considerations for my life and analyze and figure out what should nobody said that of course those things are useful but what the fuck when is enough is enough If I gave you like an allowance of analyzing your life, of analyzing, <laughs> you know, becoming curious about your past actions or something that happened in your life, if I gave you an allowance of 24 hours a week, you'd be done by Tuesday. You'd be done by Tuesday. And that's for the ones without insomnia, because they're analyzing. 
just kidding. I know that's not why people have insomnia, but if you have insomnia, you're probably doing that. It's every second. Should I have stepped here? Did I walk here? Is this correct? Is this da 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 And the only difference between that state before your spiritual awakening and that state after your spiritual awakening tends to be now you've got spiritual information of which to analyze and judge yourself for. We've got new stuff. We've got new toys. The ego's got a whole whole new bag of tricks of which to obsess over. Excuses to make yourself feel like shit when the tools were opportunities for you to be off yourself. So be off yourself. Don't forget, the practice this week is to notice when things are pleasurable and be conscious within that that moment, right? Sit in it, really take it in. Oh, okay, (laughs) this is pleasure. Don't just go, oh, kick my feet up, pleasure's happening. I must have done something, right? No, no, no. Really become conscious within the nature of that pleasure. It's going to change. Something within you. It's transformative, I tell you. As always. Don't believe me. Uh, Okay, we're done. I, the whole time, all I was thinking of was Bruce Almighty when Jim Carrey is like being God, but he's like trying to turn on Jennifer Aniston, and all he's saying is pleasure, 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 pleasure pleasurable that's all the whole time and i was like um maybe i'll make this reference at the beginning and i was like no i'll make it at the end so i could be serious for the most of it <laughs> uh, okay <laughs> this is dumb all right have a wonderful day guys thank you so much for rock with me <laughs> know yourself <laughs>